Let's talk a little bit about my Patriot supply. Every day as a nation, we just creep a little closer to the edge. Wiley Coyote, I guess. That's up. That's us. We're just going to put some bird seed here towards the edge of the cliff and then fall off the cliff. That's the way it always happens. We are um, headed towards real trouble. The farmers in our own country are telling us what to expect. I trust farmers. Food shortages are coming. Uh, as President Biden said, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's going to be food you know, problems with like Kellogg, but just buy an off-brand. What? That doesn't help the food short. What are you talking about? My Patriot Supply. Get $250 off a three-month emergency food kit and do it now. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. They ship free, and most importantly, they uh, ship discreetly. Get $250 off the three-month food supply. Get one for each of your family's uh, members. It is MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It's Halloween. Welcome to Monday. It is Halloween. (laughs) And there is nothing more frightening than what the media is trying to spin with the Pelosi break-in. We begin there in 60 seconds. There it is. There it was again, peeking through the windows like a solitary, sinister eye. The full moon. Already the man could feel his clothing falling away from his body. He he felt the bones beneath his skin getting longer, claws beginning to form at the edges of his fingers, his face morphing into a machine of ghastly teeth and fur. In moments, he would be a killing machine, tearing into the night like a dagger in search of blood and death. And the pain... The pain of transformation. He screamed out in agony, if there was only something, not a drug, but something that would fight the inflammation in my joints every time this happened. I need some relief. I need some. Yes. Relief Factor, the three-week quick start developed just for you at $19.99, a dollar a day, like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them have gone on to order more. That says a lot. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF to get your 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. 
Again, relief factor. Feel the difference before it's too late. Hello, Stu. It's a pretty famous movie. It was it had a similar story to it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a, that testimonial? Yeah, it was pretty much that. I, I don't. Wow. Think was a, it an infomercial? No. Huh. I, I don't think American Werewolf <laughs> in Paris or London. Wow. Ended with Relief Factor. Hmm. But the, you needed a third one in this. You needed to make it a trilogy. What? It's weird because this story is a trilogy today. There's a trilogy. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank God. We're thinking about releasing the second episode in about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. So here's what we... What a stupid... Uh, here's a recap for what we know kind of so far. Mm. This is the things that have been reported, and I'm not sure we're sure of all of this. Um, May 2022, Paul Pelosi was in a DUI car crash. The passenger airbag goes off, even though he was alone. We don't know why. I don't know if that's usual. He pleads guilty on the 23rd of August. On the 24th, there was some random schizo posting that started on a blog that had been dormant for 15 years. On September 8th, the, I think it's Friendly Friends site, is registered in the name of uh, De Pape. He's a hippie, but we'll get into that in a minute. On September 8th, the site is registered in his name. However, there are no posts. On October 24th, loads of posts are made on the website. While posted in October, they're titled February, to make it seem like they were much older. Then on October 28th, four days later, at 2.27 a.m., the police arrived at the Pelosi residence for a welfare check. Now, this is, this is what they said at first. Someone opened the door. A third person opened the door for the police. However, they have said, no, that was a mistake. There was no other person in the house except those two. The glass door is also busted. It appears to be busted from the inside. I mean, I watched enough Columbo. Excuse me, sir. One more thing. Wouldn't the glass be on the inside of the door and not the outside of the door? But we don't know what kind of glass it was. We have no idea. Um, Pelosi and DePape are um, inside in their underwear. Now, this, too, has been changed. Nobody was in their underwear. Now, I would explain. I would, exp- I mean, DePape, I mean, uh, Pelosi, he's what, 85? It's two o'clock in the morning. I'd expect him in, to be in his jammies or his underpants. You know, that's not on it. The DePape in his underpants is a little weird. But now police say nobody in their underpants. I think if you saw either one of those two in your underpants, you would be very clear. You'd they were in their underpants. For the rest of your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Pelosi has a hammer, and when the police arrive, DePape manages to take the hammer from Pelosi and bashes his head multiple times. All of that happens while the police are there. So while pulping Paul Pelosi, DePape repeatedly says, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Police take him into custody. 
Media and the Democrats immediately point to the schizo blog and say he's a far right terrorist. Street view images from DePape's home show BLM signs and a Bernie sign. The home is referred to by a neighbor as a hippie collective. In fact, we have audio from a neighbor who is quite clear uh, on uh, who this guy was. Cut one. Our vehicle was out of commission. I was walking past and Gypsy's son was with a small little girl and he was on the bus and the little girl hey, and Gypsy's son. Stop for a second, please. We're going to take this piece by piece. Um, his little girl, I'm sorry, his little boy who was dressed as a girl was on the bus. I just want to just keep track of all of the things that you're like, oh, you clearly, clearly a conservative. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Us and the little girl and Gypsy's son were walking away from the bus, and the guy remained on the bus. And that's when I recognized his face. That's the only time I ever saw his face was within like the last month or so, or a couple weeks. Do you know how long how he how long he stayed during that a couple months no, ago? No, we try to just avoid them at all costs. Okay. Until but, they, you know, bother us. Okay, but so the last time you saw him was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he was here for a few days? Yes. Okay. Anything strange about him or anything that stood out? There's something strange about the whole household. (laughs) The entire household is very, very strange. How about him? Um, uh, He is birds of a feather with akin to them. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers, and that's who gravitates toward them. Okay, stop for a second. How many times, Stu, at the GOP Mm -hmm. meetings have you been to where it's attended by all those nudists drug users well no cpac has that part of the, the <laughs> yeah convention. yeah the nudist, the nudist drug part. user yep part, mm-hmm. yeah big part there yeah it's trouble when they get those two together right um, yeah, they're usually uh, right near each other but they do try to yeah. keep them separate and these are the, these these are usually the people that just to throw people off have a rainbow flag in the front yard and a blm sign uh, on their uh, front window. A lot of hardcore conservatives have that profile. Have yeah. they, you know, they a lot just, of times. That's just the way times. it goes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Next. Children, I'm sorry, the children who live there, they seem to be underage or under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. The Chicken, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh, because of their support for uh, um, the gay community um, and for... Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> for other people, but uh, it is uh, now I'm not sure what way. Okay, stop for cut. a second. Look at how she is hesitating. She's calculating. Totally. She's calculating mm-hmm. the whole time because of the rainbow flag. Okay. And the BLM sign. So it becomes the gay community and others. Right, you couldn't okay. even figure out how to you say can't, it. Yeah, can't say it. <laughs> and, and by the way, I don't know what what would you say her ethnicity is. Uh, oh, I, have no I don't. Idea. I, I don't know. White, Hispanic. Right. I, I, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, you wouldn't. You would. It doesn't look like. Uh, you know the the typical white Karen that's next door upset about the the no you know, the no no. And she neighbors. talks about her partner. So, and I think she says that pretty much everybody in the neighborhood is a lefty. Mm-hmm. So yes, anyway. and of course that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. All right. Because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah, pot. Yeah. So. But any signs of anti-Semitism? You know, they are completely unhinged, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they completely unhinged. Nothing mm-hmm. 
that they believe in aligns with their actions. So they'll say that they are, you know, pro-black lives, and then they'll call the police on black people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so n- they don't stand by, their actions well, don't wait, stand just by Just so you know, so some parents are not racist. mutually exclusive. <laughs> you, you can actually think a black yeah. person is committing a crime right. and still be in favor of black lives. Right. But I, do, I think right. I get what she's going it's for It's like uh, Glenn, George Soros is white. Oh, crap. <laughs> I, I should forget whatever I said about George Soros. Go ahead. Almost in some psychotic behavior too. Yes. Okay. Was that also Been demonstrated psychotic. when David was the president, or was that yeah. times when? Yeah, it's never changed how they've acted. David acted the same way. Um, from what I saw of him, he he's never approached me or my partner at all. Um, but I've just seen him helping out around the house with like yard work, and then I saw him living on the bus. Um, I've never even heard him speak. Did you know his name, or you just were recognized? I didn't picture? recognize his name, but I also don't know the name of the kids either. Okay, you just recognize his picture from today. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's who the neighbor says uh, says he is. Now, there's a few questions that have to be answered here. How did he get into the house? How did he get in the house? Did he get in the house through the back door and did he break it? And is that what Paul first heard? Is this a failure of the Capitol Police? Remember, she's under Capitol Police protection, which because she's third in line for the presidency. God help us all. Can you imagine how bad the country would be Mm. if we have Joe Biden, and then it would go to Kamala, and then she gets sick and dies, and we have Nancy Pelosi. Do we even survive that? Anyway, um, because she's third in line, she has not only Capitol Police, but she has increased Secret Service. Do you remember when we were at George H.W. Bush's house? Mm-hmm. Okay, and remember they had the... Um, the sensors on the ground, they could tell where feet were. It, it, it was like a, a little mini um, uh, earthquake detector almost. They, they positioned them all through the yard so they could see and f- or they could hear and see where people were on the grounds. She apparently has that. If she doesn't, then somebody told them not to to have that but that's the kind of security that number three position has so we know because there's we've seen photos this weekend of video cameras these are high tech this is government this isn't like local security then like you know what i just going door to door selling burglar alarms this was done by the government so let's see the tapes let's see the tapes how did the guy get in why have we not seen those tapes? Why haven't we seen, why don't we see the 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 vest cameras from the police? I mean, it's only been a couple days. That would be no, the excuse I know that. there, right? I know that. But it's here's what bothers me. The security. Yeah. No, I and because you you mentioned uh, this is not just some like, you know, private security. Well, uh, there's been reports that they also had that that the neighborhood came together to pay for group security for this area because they're all so rich and they live in a town where crime is rampant because of their policies. So they've paid for private security to help assist in this area just in case and patrol it all the time. 
So if that's true, and that there's been multiple reports to that effect, so this guy somehow evaded private security and whatever security measures the government put in to get in. It's a very strange story. Um, why did big tech take down uh, DePape's uh, alleged social accounts? This is a really frustrating part of this. Yeah. Because we, look, I, of course, every media source is trying to say this is some right-wing extremist, which does not fit the profile at all. But, like, we can't check any of their reporting yeah why they pull this down every time and i get why they do it with certain people like a mass shooter that might have a manifesto that they don't want to inspire right. or copycats or whatever but this is not that case no why why wouldn't we be able to see all of his postings this would be important yeah it's uh it's really weird it's really strange uh he is um he apparently is far right and this Come is what on. the this is what the L.A. Times uh, is telling us that he's a far right uh, guy that is a fan of Glenn Beck, and everyone's reporting that Daily Wire. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, thank you for that. Um, mm. I, I'm I'm just trying to go through now. Let me just go back to who he is now. Know that he is uh, supposedly a fan of mine. Okay. Um, he was a nudist. I can see all the nudists just loving this program. Mm. He was a hippie. Love it. He was a San Francisco. Love it. Black Lives Matter supporter. Love it. QAnon supporter. Hmm. You don't get a lot of QAnon news from this program, do you? Mm, no, you do not. No, no. He also apparently uh, loved Pizzagate. You mean the thing that I said from the beginning was nonsense? Really, that thing? He was also, and I mean, if you listen to this program, you can see why he was a fan. He hated Jews. Now, that's weird that he'd be a fan of the person who won the, the Defender of Israel Award. Yeah. Yeah. It'd weird, be really strange because. It's a weird coincidence. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about anti Semitism on the ride, rise for 20 years. That'd be really weird for him to be. A big fan of the show. A big fan of the show. Maybe he just was inspired, just really liked your uh, big event you had in, in Israel. Right. About the defense. Yeah, maybe of that's Israel what it was. And yeah, had right. the importance of God. He also said uh, that equity was a dog whistle for the genocide of the white race. Okay. Um, that's, um, that's something that we also took on here recently and said that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Wait, equity is a is a BS social justice, justice. sort of sort of ter- term yes. and we have you know pointed out issues with it but uh, the genocide not a lot of uh, airtime for the genocide of the white race uh, going right. on right so you can see we had a lot in common i can see why he was a a fan of this program uh, that doesn't really make sense now does it no, and it would be nice to be able to check the work of the media because we know they would not tell us the truth if something else was going on. Yeah. All right. More on this in just a second. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org Every morning after the full moon, the man who had been Wolfman at night would awake in his home, surrounded by all the things that he had broken in his 
dog-like frenzy. Naked as a jaybird. This part was especially disturbing to his neighbors who frequently jogged by the open window through which he had escaped the night before. He thought to himself, Jeez, being the Wolfman is getting expensive. Between making repairs to my house and having to buy a new wardrobe all the time, I am beginning to regret, regret that that old woman with the gold tooth put a curse on me in the first place. But thankfully, even on Halloween, he knew exactly what to do. He placed a call to American Financing to set him on the right path. In 10 minutes, their salary-based mortgage consultants did a review of his finances and began the process of getting him out of debt. You'd be amazed what the interest rate on a Wolfman's credit card is nowadays. But they took care of it with a consolidation loan at a much lower interest rate. For once, the Wolfman was happy-unhappy. Usually, he's just unhappy, unless he's feasting. He was happy that he called American Financing and hoped that it would remain that way until the next full moon. Man, these are scary stories. 10 seconds, station ID. That was terrifying, yeah. I'm a little scared You're today. Really scary. What's gonna happen in the third episode? What's gonna happen to the Wolfman? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I, I will be here to find out. I'm paid to. So I will be here <laughs> to find out. <laughs> it's gotta be good. This is a weird story though. I, I I we don't we don't want to jump to conclusions. No, and right? you know what? Here's what I really think happened. I think um somehow or another. The security was turned off, which needs to be investigated. Um, but I think this guy is just crazy, crazy, crazy. He broke in, uh, started going after going after Paul. Paul went into the bathroom and made the phone call, spoke code, uh, brightly so, to the police officers. The dispatch was very sharp, picked up on it, made for a you know, code red, they got there. By the way, he's not in jail. Did you know that? Hippie boy, not in jail. He's still in the hospital. The Glenn Beck Program. Every morning after the, (laughs) the full moon, at last it was done. The silver bullet had been fired. The wolfman was no more. Standing in the rain-soaked streets and looking down at the gigantic, terrifying body of the thing that had once been a man, a policeman shook his head. Too bad, he said. The guy owed me 30 bucks before the old lady cursed him. Guess I'll never see that now, said the police officer with a strange Barack Obama Irish accent. Not likely, said another policeman. The old wolf man left all his money to charity. Maybe to make up for being such a monster. 
the first policeman, who had seen the commercials before and knew the drill, said, Charity? What charity? The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, said the policeman. When a service member or people like us get shot in the line of duty, well, they take care of the mortgage for the family. Wow, said the other policeman. He left all his money to them. while it almost makes up for all those people he killed. What a great guy. Donate 11 bucks a month to Tunnel to Towers T, the number 2T.org, T2T.org. Well, hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm -hmm. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Oh, it's good to have you. Love your costume. That is the best mask I've ever seen. Thank you. Scary as hell. Yeah. Really is. I know. Yeah. Uh, Took uh, eight hours. (laughs) Really? Yeah, eight hours to do this mask. Holy cow. Yeah. It's uh, Well, it's good. Good. Mm -hmm. It's good. Don't know exactly who you're supposed to be, but uh, it's really good. So what are your thoughts on the Nancy Pelosi uh, shooting? I think there's... Oh, wait, what, what story? Are you breaking a new one? No, 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 no. The Nancy Pelosi's husband being <laughs> hammered. I uh, can't you say that either. Uh, that's a whole right, different story. Yeah, that's a whole different story. Earlier. Yeah. The, the debacle uh-huh. that happened at the Pelosi compound. Yeah, well, that's right-wing kooks for you, isn't it? Mm. That's what yeah. they do. That's what they yeah. do. White supremacists and uh, MAGA Republicans. That's what they do. Mega MAGA Republicans? Mega MAGA okay. Republicans mm-hmm. who are incredibly violent. Mm. I think we're going to find, uh, I think there's some other things going on. I mean, the guy, when you go to his house, Michael Schellenberger did a really good article He's on this. He's joining us, by the way, in Is about he? half an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I mean, go to his house and take a look around and then tell me the guys are right-wing <laughs> right wing MAGA Republican. <laughs> right. He's living Black in a bus. Black Lives Matter. He's yeah. living in a bus. He's practically homeless. He's. He's not that you can't be a MAGA Republican and be homeless. I just don't know that many. But um, <laughs> do you know a lot of homeless people? A, a few, a few. Do you? Yeah. Huh. Uh, and they have you offered them maybe some help, a hand? Yeah, out? a sandwich. Yeah. But okay, then I got yeah. fined for it. You okay. can't feed the homeless right. okay. uh, right. unless the you could help city house okay's the homeless. It. Um, but, uh, but then the, the LGBT rainbow flag is yeah. another telltale sign of MAGA Republicanism. Yeah. The, I mean, the there's BLM so many, sign. the BLM sign, mm-hmm. all of that is when the hemp bracelet making that he <laughs> how did. many hemp bracelets have you yeah. made right between and, the necklaces and the hemp bracelets and uh, the fact that he was, I don't know if it was a traditional marriage, but married to the other girl. Uh, who had it? a nude wedding in San Francisco City Hall. Yeah, there does seem to be some and, nudism going on. Yeah, here and, and she also got her older son to try to deliver love letters to this underage boy that she wanted to escape with. I mean, if it's not the moral majority, <laughs> I don't know what the moral majority is. <laughs> it's, it's like I yep. listen to, I can't even tell you how many... Uh, you know, mainstream media podcasts this weekend to try to get to try to understand right. the narrative and what they were telling us and what, what was true because I want I'd mm-hmm. like to know. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we have to know. We have to know. And I if you if the viewpoint is 
that this person was a left-wing hippie nudist for many, many years who over the recent future went through some sort of transformation and became a right-wing figure. I don't blame the Democrats. I don't blame the Democrats. I don't blame the Republicans for that. But I do blame the media because every single one of these stories went through the recent posting, including, mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, this person followed Glenn Beck of the Daily Wire. Uh, he, Jordan oh, Peterson. Yeah, uh, Jordan Peterson. That was uh, yeah, just right wing uh, uh, people that he followed on his Facebook, but just recently, yeah, yeah. just but recently, to he not found include us. though his entire left wing, the fact that his house Jesus is the Antichrist. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Well, that's another thing. What you, you know if you listen to this program, how anti-Jesus we are. <laughs> right. You can see why he's right. a fan. Yeah. Um, but he also believed he was Jesus. For it seems like over a year, he believed he was Jesus. <sighs> but gosh. like you, how can if you are an honest media organization? And I know I wasn't listening to them, which is the problem here. But like, if you were honest, you would mention both, right? You might yeah. mention, okay, look, he has some conspiracy theories on there. He had anti-Semitism on there. He had left-wing nudism stuff. His he had a BLM sign. I mean. It's easy, I think, to come to the conclusion that this was not a, a story of political extremism. Mm. It was a story of someone who did drugs for multiple right. decades and, and blew his mind up. And right? he's nuts. He's and, nuts. But here's the thing. They're even saying, I don't remember which paper it was, one of the you know, L.A. Times, New York Times or the Post. But they're saying even, even if he was crazy, it's still that dangerous rhetoric that fed into his head. Well, let me ask you this. Did we ban Jodie Foster? <laughs> I mean, when Hinckley said, I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to impress her because I love her and I watch all of her movies and I thought this would impress her and he tried to kill Ronald Reagan. Was there one peep of saying, this is Jodie Foster's. We got to mm-hmm. put pants and a big coat on that woman. Make sure she looks very unattractive or ban her movies. No, no, there was no talk of that. And of course, that would be the sane approach to a story like that. Yes. Just like, by the way, we did not blame Bernie Sanders for his own his campaign volunteer trying to shoot 10 percent of all electric elected Republicans in Washington, Uh, D.C. By the way, um, can I ask why the concern here about this guy and the guy who flew in, I think, from San Francisco to kill Kavanaugh? Yeah, yeah. M- much more like recently. The, just, it was just like gone. Yeah. They didn't care. Well, they didn't even cover it. Nobody cared. Do, do we do you know that the Sunday news programs that week didn't even cover the Kavanaugh story? Didn't even cover it. Didn't even cover it. Didn't mention it. My God. Didn't cover it. Now, of course, the difference here is, number one, they get to blame the other side. And number two, we are eight days away from an election and yes. they will do anything to, anything. to, to get the to get these seats to go the right way. So they will not report. We are in the Hunter Biden window here. We learn about the truth of Hunter Biden from the mainstream media approximately one year after it's relevant to an election and one Mm -hmm. year before it's relevant to an election. As far away from an election as possible. Well, now that we're a week, we are in full-fledged Hunter Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden window, where the media seems to have completely convinced themselves they can abandon all all appearance of journalism to try to win this election to do anything they can to flip one or two seats here or there in a in a in an area that might have gone red make them go blue anything we can do that's where they are right now so you really 
the mainstream media is all never has a uh, a sufficient uh, bank of trust that we should all be uh, believing exists. But I will say now you have to you can't believe anything they say. You can't believe anything they say for the next week. You can't. I have to tell you, um, they they say, you know, all these crazy conspiracies. What? Like the one that Hillary Clinton is currently pushing about the 2024 election, saying that it's all going to be stolen by the Republicans. They're all saying this. Uh, uh, that, that there is this giant cabal of MAGA people out there that just want to destroy the country. That we are against uh, a democracy, which in a way we are. We're for a republic. Not a democracy, but that's beside the point. All of these things that they have been saying, Russiagate, all of this, Joe Biden is clean. There's no, he's the cleanest clean guy. Fetterman is completely healthy and ready to serve. This is incredible coming from these people. And they wonder why conspiracy theories bubble up. Well, because somebody thinks something's wrong. And let me use let me use the left or the right doing something wrong that causes conspiracy theories. The 9-11 Commission um, excusing um, what was his name that came out with the underpass, Sandy Berger, who went into the National Archives. Now, think of this with what we've just gone through with Donald Trump. Sandy Berger goes in, asks for the presidential archives for George H.W. Bush and uh, Bill Clinton, opens them up. It's about Saudi Arabia, something about relationships. We don't really know any more than that. Puts it in his underpants, leaves, goes across the street, destroys a few by the time the National Archives run out to catch him and get the rest of the and he's only he only lost his security clearance for a year you want to know why there's a conspiracy theory around 9-11 because you didn't explain that you didn't come clean and explain that and so people fill in the blanks when something doesn't make sense they try to make sense of it and anyone who is giving them lines of bullcrap and just doesn't say what we said earlier this morning. We don't know what happened, but here are some questions that need to be answered. Those people are not furthering conspiracy theories. Those people who ask questions are the ones that create the conspiracy, are the, the ones who create the conspiracy theory, look at people like us and say, well, they're even questioning this. How could they possibly question this? We told you what it was. Okay, show us, just show us the tape. Just show us the tape of the guy getting in. That, that, would, that would help. Show us, um, explain to us why he downloaded all of those posts, these crazy posts. Why did he post them all in one day? Can you explain that? And that's fine if he did. Maybe he did it that way. Yeah. But that seems weird. Something that would be notable. I mean, look, he is, I think he is insane. And I think he has a massive well, drug problem. And so, so there's the number one thing. There's the number one thing. Did you, not, did you know that he was in the hospital and not jail? I didn't know, no. Did you? No. Yeah, neither mm -hmm. did I. Neither did I till this morning. He's in the mm -hmm. hospital. Well, okay. Was he hurt? 
Or is that a psychiatric hospital? Because that's some important information. Mm -hmm. Where's the answer on that? Right now, the only goal is to make sure that Republicans are blamed for this. Yeah. So that that votes can be cast in the right direction. Well, here's the thing. Um, I think this makes people uh, even more determined to vote. You must end this madness. It has to end. It has to end. And the first step is voting on Tuesday and not just forget about just the national politics. Look at your local politics. I told my family the other day for the first time in my life, Republican lever all the way down. I've never done that. Never have I done that all the way down. Oh, you, you mm. mean you've never voted like straight party just ticket hitting the lever that does all of yeah. them, basically? Yeah. Uh, it, and uh, I tell you, um, we need people in our states. We have a chance of of having, I think, 40 states or 37 states that would be all Republican, Republican governor, Republican. Uh, it's like in the 20s that it would be Republican House and Senate. Mm. So the legislature and everybody involved would be a Republican. Yeah, that that will stop the nonsense in Washington. States have the power to do it. And I'm thrilled to see that people are acting locally. All right. Back in a minute. Thank you, Pat. The mysterious traveler from Transylvania would only agree to meet at night. He was looking at some castle. He said, the bigger, the better. But just like it was with everyone else, the Biden economy was bleeding him dry. What I need, he said in a strange Transylvanian accent that was exactly the same as his Russian accent. What I need is real estate, a real estate agent that maybe I could trust. But far and wide, there were no really good agents who could meet his needs. He found a snot-nosed kid who'd worked part-time as a short-order cook at a Burger King. No good. A soccer mom with a haircut that said, I want to see your manager. Manager. Even worse. Finally, he got in touch with realestateagentsitrust.com. I think you know the rest of the story, don't you? You don't? This agent was intelligent, knew that his client, Dracula, he knew what he was. He staked the old bat in the heart and went about his business. He couldn't help a bad guy like Dracula, but he could help you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. We're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Nancy Pelosi um, and uh, Paul Pelosi situation here in just a minute with a guy who has been working all weekend uh, just to get to the facts. He lives in the area. He was called at one point um, Time Magazine's, I think, environmentalist of the year, right? Um and was was loved on the left until they went crazy 
And uh, he got out and said, yeah, um, no, not to saying that he's a conservative. He's just a truth teller. So he's been looking into this and uh, he'll be joining us with the latest here in just about uh, 10 minutes. And, you know, when you have, I mean, just the news put out something a couple of weeks ago, the seven things that the media told you were conspiracy theories or lies uh, that turns out, no, not so much. Uh, The Hunter Biden laptop, the origins of COVID-19, it's pretty well accepted now, widely accepted, that it probably came from the lab. You couldn't even ask that. You were a conspiracy theorist. The vaccines, if you even questioned if there was anything you California was telling doctors, if you spread this misinformation, you could be subject to discipline and lose your medical license. New data shows nah, not so much, not so much. Uh, January 6, Nancy Pelosi calling in the National Guard. They tried to make it look like, you know, anybody who said, wait, President Trump offered the National Guard days ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lie. Counter-narrative, conspiracy theory, disinformation, malinformation. Looks like uh, it was true. FBI intelligence warning. January 6th protesters might violently storm the Capitol. Emailed the night before the riot to the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer. You've got more. The mistreatment of January 6th defendants. The irregularities in the 2020 election. The critical race theory in school. That's just what that's just white people. That's racist to even say that it's not happening. The Glenn Back program. If you have not been watching The Chosen, you must. This is one of the best shows I think ever on TV and the best Jesus thing I've ever seen. Um, season three begins in theaters this November 18th. You don't want to miss it. The, the theme of the season is come to me, all those who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Wow, what a timely message. In season three the, of The Chosen, Jesus delivers the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and what follows is the consequence uh, being a follower uh, of the living Christ. The honeymoon is over. It starts to get ugly. This is so well done. Um, and I love the fact that all of the people aren't walking around. Well, I'm I'm St. Peter. And who are you? Are you James? Yes, I am James. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, the Chosen. Uh, get your tickets now to see the premiere of The Chosen Season 3. TheChosenTickets.com. TheChosenTickets.com. Go there now.
and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Uh, after reading all of the crazy things that the guy who took a hammer to Paul Pelosi uh, had written just recently, uh, and I saw how twisted this guy was, I was surprised to find out that he followed me on Facebook, apparently. I don't know it. I haven't seen it, but it's been reported that he was a fan of mine. Really? Is it the pro-Jewish stance? Or what? What exactly is it this guy supposedly loved about this show? I have to tell you, what's happening to our country is just more division, and it's got to stop. I told you on Friday, if this guy is a lefty or a righty, he should go to prison, get the full, uh, you know, full force of the law, no matter who he is, what he is. But there's a chance he's, oh, I don't know, crazy. Now, we've had somebody else that was crazy that tried to kill a politician. His name was John Hinckley. Did we blame it on Jodie Foster movies? No. There are too many things that just seem wrong. I think this story is easy to explain. He's a nut job who used to believe he was Jesus for a while. He went even more crazy, and he tried to kill uh, Nancy Pelosi, not Paul Pelosi. But what is the truth? Who do you trust to tell you the truth? Michael Schellenberger is uh, with us. He is the Environmental Progress founder and president. I know, sounds like something you're not into, but you should be. Michael Schellenberger is a guy who was a hero of the left until they started just taking things out of context and twisting them about global warming. He fell off that, uh, gee, we love you pedestal quite quickly. He lives in San Francisco. He has written the book, San Francisco, and he has spent the weekend looking into this story. We join Michael Schellenberger in 60 seconds. It's Halloween. Deep down in the filthy gutter where the rain and the leaves go down to die beneath the city. There lurks an evil clown. Just waiting for the day that you pass by a little too closely to his lair. He laughs a throaty evil little laugh and dances around in delight every time he thinks about what he's going to do when, not if, when. He catches you on some dark and rainy day. Of course, that's just what he does with most of his time. The rest of his time is pretty boring, really. You know, he takes off his makeup. Hey, he puts his pants on just like everybody else. He goes shopping a lot. Ever since he got a wallet full of cash from the last guy he tried to drag into the sewer, he's been hitting the stores pretty hard. He's thinking, you know, maybe there's some other, you know, outfits I could wear besides a clown outfit. Anyway, uh, even a killy, killer clown needs to be penny-wise. 
<laughs> anyway, download the free Upside app and use the promo code BACK and get 25 cents or more back for every gallon of your first tank of gas. You'll save money. 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas by using the promo code BACK. Download the free app. It's Upside. Do it now. Michael, how are you, sir? Great. Great to be back, Len. Yeah, thank you so much for all your hard work on this. Well, thank you for uh, having me on. I'm you, excited to talk about it. Uh, okay, so tell me, tell me what you have found. What's true? What's not true? Well, look, what we know is that this is somebody who, according to multiple witnesses, including the mother of his children, was struggling with mental illness for over a decade. We know he was homeless for a while. We know there was extensive drug use. You know, we mental illness, serious mental illness like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder are pretty rare, but we do see a lot of drug-induced mental illness, and particularly from methamphetamine use, but certainly other drugs over time can cause psychosis, which is, of course, the, the classic, you know, insanity of not being able to tell the difference between reality and your imagination. Mm. And so what's obvious here is that the alleged suspect in the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband was in the grip of psychosis. And um, to blame political ideology is just what you said. It's the equivalent of blaming Martin Scorsese for making the movie Taxi Driver Correct. on John Hinckley Jr.'s attack on Ronald Reagan. It's, it's the... This, the the crazy ideas expressed in the blog posts of the alleged attacker of Pelosi are themselves symptoms of the underlying psychosis. It's incorrect to point to them as the cause. Uh, so it, well, I heard this morning that he is in the hospital or was this weekend. Were those for injuries or is he in a psych ward? We, I don't know. Um, I, it, it could be both. You know, I think if he's, uh, you know, if he, it wouldn't, he wouldn't be hospitalized long-term if he's in the hospital. He'll be held, he'll be diagnosed by a psychiatrist, and we'll find out soon. I mean, I think that the good news is that we, the truth gets out. It was obvious to me because, of course, I'm very close to this. I wrote a whole book about this. came out last year. It was obvious to me as soon as I heard about who he was and started talking to his neighbors and his family members that this was somebody that was unwell and this was a result of a sickness. I was disturbed by how quickly even so-called mainstream journalists were to basically go and blame conservatives, blame Republicans, I'm blame Trump. Um, you know, if somebody were to be like, I read Michael Schellenberger's book and that's why I committed this crime, it would be inappropriate to, to blame me for that crime. And I think everybody knows that, but it, mm. it, in this toxic political environment i think it's important to remind people of that we never blamed bernie sanders ever in fact we were clear on day one that it wasn't bernie sanders fault that one of his supporters went and tried to kill all the republicans in congress right. it's ridiculous of course of course yeah i mean i was sorry to see it. i mean basically i had one episode in particular there's a, so, a reporter who supposedly like focused on disinformation at nbc news who came out and he tweeted at my my reporting and said, oh, um, my reporting had been debunked because there's all these blog posts showing that the suspect in the attack had written crazy things, including some right-wing things, but also things about fairies and demons. And 
I, I, I found it very disturbing because I, I, I have a hard time believing that that journalist didn't know that what was driving the suspect was psych, was mental illness or psychosis. It really appeared that he was deliberately misleading people in order to engage in partisan political behavior just ten days before an election. And it's not a just thing. It's not just on Twitter. I mean, if you watch Meet the Press yesterday, Chuck Todd's program on NBC. The whole program was basically dedicated to this topic, and at no point in any of the program did they even discuss the fact that the suspect was clearly in a psychotic state, suffering from delusions, under long-term drug use. Instead, Chuck Todd um, made the whole show about political radicalization and ideas, and I just think that's terrible reporting. I think it's very partisan. I won't speculate as to the motives of the journalist, but it's either bad journalism or it's it's motivated by politics. Is it worse that they did that or that when Kavanaugh, the guy from California, came to kill Kavanaugh, they didn't even report it on any of the Sunday morning shows? Well, I mean, that's the other thing. And I wrote a post about this yesterday, Glenn, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's disturbing. I, I, I didn't really I saw when the Kavanaugh assassination happened, of course, I, I paid attention to it. But I'll say this, there are many progressive and liberal people in my life who still do not know that there was a serious assassination plot against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh because it was not covered in anything close to this. So just as you said, three days after that assassination plot was revealed, none of the Sunday talk shows wrote about it. The New York Times um, buried the story on page A20, the Pelosi assassination, alleged assassination attempt was on the front page of the New York Times two days in a row. You know, and I'll tell you the other thing about it is that the, the, the suspect in the Kavanaugh killing was clearly motivated by his pro-choice and his pro-gun control views. And his own lawyers last week said that he was mentally fit to stand trial. In other words, it appears, and again, there's still more information to come, and I don't want to get ahead of it, But it appears as though the suspect in the Kavanaugh plot was genuinely motivated by political fanaticism, not by mental illness. Whereas in the Pelosi case, he clearly was driven by psychosis, mental illness, drug-induced or or underlying. We don't know. But the media basically reversed those two stories and did not – and covered the Pelosi plot attempt as though it were driven by political fanaticism rather than by psychosis. It really is incredible. You are from the area, Michael, and you were down. You were down there, right? These are some of these interviews we've seen. You were there, right? Is that? Is that I was. Yeah. I was. I mean, I think it's. Um, you know, I'm a journalist at heart, and so it's not that far from my house. And I went down there and I interviewed all the neighbors. I mean, I, I'll tell you a couple of shocking things. I I won't name names, but I was not impressed by the reporting of the other journalists. Um, good journalism is that you go and knock on all the doors and you interview as many people as you can. I was the only one doing that. Um, mm. There was a lot of laziness here. There's a lot. And it's also the partisanship and the laziness are related, because if you have the idea that this was you know, a, a Trump supporter who went after Pelosi, then you don't want to go and get to the bottom of the other stuff. You don't want to go do those interviews. You want to stick with your little story. So that was um, that was part of it. And then, you know, like there's just it's a really, you know, when you get into it, Glenn, as you might imagine, it's a tragic story. I mean, it's it's drug use. It's pedophilia. The ex the the mother of his two kids is in prison 
for basically child molestation. She was a crazy person. So she herself is something, I think she probably has a personality disorder and also long-term drug use. The kids are in that house. They apparently weren't going to school. I mean, this is a real, you know, it's basically a symptom of exactly the problems I described in San Francisco, which is that we've stopped enforcing basic laws. And when you stop enforcing laws against people that are suffering mental illness or, or addicted to hard drugs, they don't get the help they need. And I think that's part of the lesson here is that this tragedy could have been averted if we enforced basic laws and mandated drug treatment and psychiatric care for the people who need it. Um, you know, it's not that every time someone you arrest somebody for breaking a law that they have to go to prison or they have to be punished. Certainly some people do. But other people are just sick, and I think the tra- I think what we'll discover as as time goes on is that the suspect in the Pelosi attack was somebody who was very ill and needed to get treatment mandated many many years ago, but didn't get it because we're in the grip of frankly some pretty radical left uh, political ideas. Did you see the uh, op-ed um, by uh, gosh who was it? Um, uh, shoot. Uh. Lost his name. The guy who who just wrote um, this weekend about the you know op-ed about Tom Cotton at the New York Times and how yes. yeah he he he's a he's an op-ed columnist and he even yes. didn't say anything about it. He said because we were afraid to. When yes. you said a minute ago that you know they don't want to find it, yeah. How many are afraid to do their job in bur- in journalism? Well, I was afraid. I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, you know my story. I mean, I came from the radical left. I consider myself a moderate. I'm an ind- politically independent. But yeah, I mean, I was afraid on everything. And, you know, partly you worry about losing your friends. You worry about upsetting your family. You worry about no longer being able to make a living. And, you know, what you're describing is a column by Washington Post reporter Eric right. Wemple, yeah, who Wemple. writes a media column. And, and he basically, to his credit, Mm-hmm. Um, there was an ambivalent reaction to it, interestingly enough. But basically, to his credit, he came out and said it was wrong for the New York Times to fire its op-ed page editor, who ran, of course, this op-ed by Senator Cotton, arguing for the use of the of the National Guard and U.S. troops to put down the riots. Well, he was not only did the New York, New York Times, because of the outrage by its woke journalist staff, they basically denounced the op-ed. They fired the op-ed page editor. Everybody watched this happen and knew it was wrong. And, you know, so to his credit, whatever it was, like two years ago now, um, this columnist of the Washington Post said that that was wrong. You know, I think it's good that, you know, it's better late than never. And he's one of the first people to say it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's almost a, it's a kind of, um, yeah, it's social fear. You're worried about your friends and your family, but it's also a financial fear. Like, am I going to get fired from my job? You know, this is... Um, this is really serious stuff, and I think that the partisanship, and you always emphasize this, I think it's so important, you know, we need to allow disagreement in our society. We need to appreciate and reward it. I always kind of, I'm always shocked by how many people, instead of being like, oh, I disagree with you, they're like, you should stop saying that. Right, right, right. We're with Michael Schellenberger. We're going to get some more facts on. Uh, I've just got a few questions on just the facts on what's true, what's not true. Uh, and then I also want to talk to him about this push by the Democrats to nationalize our gas and oil. 
Hello, Venezuela. We'll go there in 60 seconds. Tracy wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He said, you know, the first time I encountered the evil clown, I just ran away and everything was fine. I was pretty sure he grabbed my wallet, so that sucked. But I was happy to get away with my life, you know, instead of being dragged into that, uh, into that dream. But then he just kept coming after me every day, over and over, on my way to work. And I had to keep running, you know. Eventually, my, knee, my knees and my lower back were so sore from running from the killer clown that I could barely get up in the morning. Then I heard about Relief Factor. And that voice came from the radio, not from the sink in my bathroom. I'm still coming close to death every day with the clown thing, but boy, do my knees and back feel better. <laughs> Thanks, Relief Factor. Well, thank you, Tracy, for writing in, especially on this Halloween day. $19.95, a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. So if you have some crazy clown chasing you, get out of pain. Relief Factor. 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So um, I think, Michael, because you have experience in your family with schizophrenia, I think it was your aunt... Yes. Yes. Um, so you've seen it firsthand. Can you? Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Of course, you know, when you're a child, you know, and and, and you know, she she would say crazy things, you know, and so your parents have to explain to you what that what's going on, and it is a little scary. Of course, it helps to have your parents there to kind of talk you through it. But yeah, she thought that the president of the United States, I think at the time it was Ford or. Yeah, I think it was Ford and Nixon that they were communicating with her directly through the television set. You know, so I've I think that there's, there's a reaction that people have to this case where they yeah. go, okay, maybe he was psychotic, but there's all these terrible conspiracy theories out there and those need sure. to stop. Well, no. <laughs> First of all, there's like we have freedom of speech, and, and that means that we actually let people have conspiracy theories. We let people believe all sorts of things. That's a point of a free society. So well, the idea that we're going to get rid of certain ideas is a very bad road to go down. But the, more, the other thing is just that psychotic people will always find some justification for their behaviors. That's different than suggesting that those are the motivations. I do think this is something that people can get, but they have to think about it for a minute, which is that, and we know this is true for everybody, right? Is that like, you have a motivation to do something, but you might give a different reason for why you did it. Right. Well, people that are psychotic, they give crazier reasons often. But in many cases, like I look at this case and I suspect, Glenn, that what we'll discover is that this is somebody who was, you know, he's lost. He right. lost his wife and kids. Um, he didn't, wasn't able to hold down a good job. He was using heavy drugs his motivation was probably to somehow make his life better, as crazy as that sounds, no, I know. to be a hero or something like that. He had some story in his head about how he was going to become a hero for, this is how often these guys think, by making this attack. And that that's ultimately what was driving it, not not like, you know, not some yeah. political radicalization. So I, but I, there, are some, there are a few things about the story that... I don't know if they're true or not. I, I you know, I, I look at these things and the reason why we have a plethora of conspiracy theories 
is because we no longer trust the media. We no longer trust the government to tell us anything close to the truth. And then there are these things that just kind of hang out in the air and nobody explains them. And it doesn't fit in with the with the storyline that the media is is uh, going for. First of all, does does that make sense to you? You think that's right? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, here's here. You know, the media, they're they're partisan now. Right. And maybe maybe they've always been. Although I do think there's no doubt that it's gotten worse. Yeah, much worse. So when this happened, they rushed to make this a story about why you should not vote for Republicans. I mean, it's just. Sorry, right. tragic. So I just want to check some things off of a list and see if you've looked into them or if you think they're valid questions. Uh, and then I also want to talk to you about the nationalization of our oil and gas. Boy, that sounds like a really bad idea. We'll continue with Michael Schellenberger here in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. You thought he was dead? You thought the evil clown was finally dead? All the evil giggling coming from the storm drains had just stopped? No more big floppy shoe prints in the mud? No more flowers squirting water in your face? You thought the nightmare was finally over until... One day you realize that your whole life, all your personal information, your identity, your money, had all been stolen. Yes, that lurking, creeping, crawling creature of the night had become something worse. No longer a clown, but a cyber criminal. (laughs) Get 25% off your subscription right now to LifeLock. Sure, they can't help you if you're being dragged into a drain, but cyber criminals, top of the line in security with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock by Norton is the best in my opinion. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 800-LIFELOCK, 800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We are back with Michael Schellenberger, uh, who has been doing, has spent his whole weekend really digging into. Uh, the uh, story of the Pelosi uh, break-in. I, I just want to tick off a couple of things here with you, if you don't, if you don't mind. Uh, I'd like to just ask you if uh, a few things. If you think uh, these things are material at all, if there's if there's reason to uh, look into some of these things. For instance, it doesn't bother me that. You know, they first said they were in their underpants and then later said that they weren't in their underpants. Does it matter to the story, do you think? Well, we just don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it will matter, but we just don't know. We've got to wait until the investigation is complete and we're and we're in a court hearing. So so. Uh, OK, but how do we get that answer if they're OK? Well, I'll just leave it at that. Um, is it, um, is any of this stuff with his, you know, uh, his, I guess his website, 
being updated and switched over into his name here recently and then everything being posted on the 24th but made to look like it was posted over a long period of time does that is there anything to that does that bother you i it's 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 weird i I just don't think we know yet i mean i think we're gonna i think we have to have some confidence that we'll find out and i I think it'll be hard for there to be i I think there's concerns about a kind of conspiracy by law enforcement or the district attorney and that's just very hard to pull off when there's going to be a lot of evidence that both the defense and the prosecutors are going to be demanding is there uh, does it bother you that somehow or another there was like the security was turned off i mean this is would you say this is a Capitol Police failure or Secret Service? I mean, he's she's number three in line, and I know they have serious uh, United States government security. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I mean, here's the thing you have to keep in mind is that, you know, a homeless, mentally ill guy physically attacked Governor Gavin Newsom of California. Um, you know, as you mentioned, January 6th, there was a Capitol Police failure. So, you know, security... Yeah, it's, it's, not, not, it's often always. not that good, and yeah. you know, honestly, I've seen guys on methamphetamine do crazy, amazing things. <laughs> so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he got through security. Okay, so let me uh, let me take you uh, to the other story, uh, and that I don't think people are talking enough about, uh, and that that is the idea that the Democrats are talking about nationalizing and urging the president to nationalize oil and gas. And I think this could become popular quickly, and it's extraordinarily dangerous. Well, absolutely. I mean, what I documented is that a former Obama advisor and uh, somebody who is known as being a moderate named Jason Bordoff at a conference last week floated the idea of nationalizing oil companies. Now, he then later said, oh, I I didn't explicitly say nationalizing, but what he said is that the government should, quote-unquote, strand assets. That's a little bit of jargon for basically make oil company assets worthless so that the government then can buy them at a low price or take control of them. (laughs) It's not good, And, and and there is a long history of it, and you know, they justify it as saying, well, these things are done during wartime. Um, but yeah, I mean, the record of nationalizing oil companies like the way Venezuela and other countries have done it is very scary. It's terrible for the economy and, frankly, a, a direct threat to, you know, private property rules. So it is something that we should be concerned about. So what are the odds of this happening, do you think? Well, I think it'll depend on what happens in the midterms. I mean, I think the thing you have to keep in mind is that there was a big poll that came out that showed that I think 64% of the public does blame Biden for high oil prices. I think they, you know, there's been an effort by Democrats to somehow say, oh, Biden's not responsible for it, even as he goes and begs the Saudis and the Venezuelans to produce more oil, um, even as he releases oil from our strategic petroleum reserve in an effort to reduce prices. So, Look, I think that after this, I believe that the Republicans are going to take the House and they may very well take the Senate. And after that, the Democrats are going to have to moderate because they've just gone so crazy to the radical left over the last two years or longer. I think they're going to have to moderate because I just think it's not viable to take on all these very extreme positions. And do you think the radical left, because I I mean, I, I, I fear the left is actually got them by the throat 
and, uh, you know, they, they have all the strings of the street protests and the violence. And are they going to let the left and right moderate? Yeah, I mean, look, the radical left is going to be the radical left, and they're going to be demanding those things. But at the same time, there's people in the Democratic Party that want to win. And so you saw Biden very quickly say that we should fund the police, not defund the police, because they knew it was a complete political disaster, all this anti-police rhetoric. So, yeah, at some point, it's basically a contest within the Democratic Party between people that want to win and want power and the people that are, you know, fanatics. And there, there's always going to be fanatics, but there's also people that want to remain politically viable. Michael, does it appear to you at all um, that there are some uh, in Washington that appear to be itching for a war? Uh, you know, we, we're the streets are on fire in Europe because the people are standing up saying, OK, this is nuts. And if this means that we're going to war, we're getting out of NATO uh, things are really, really shaky. And, you know, the the two countries with the most weapons both seem to have an itchy trigger finger or a or, a, a you know, a, a spasmodic eye. Yeah, of course. I mean, everybody should be concerned when, you know, two nuclear armed countries are fighting a proxy war in Ukraine. I'm not sure what we can do about it. You know, obviously, I think everybody wants to see peace. We also don't want to see powers like Russia and China just go invade other countries. And so that's always been a problem. But yeah, I mean, look, I think we're civilization is in crisis. And we need to affirm the fact that we have this beautiful liberal democracy. We have a a mixed economy that's uh, market capitalism, and we also have some entitlements, and we have a role for government, and we need to get back to some some basics, some basic moderate principles. You know, the United States is we're still blessed. We still have abundant energy. We have a, a country that assimilates immigrants, and and we've just gotten some extremes that have pushed the country into really dangerous directions that I think. Yeah. We need some transcendent moral leadership at this point. It's a a little terrifying to me to hear them talk about, um, you know, nationalizing gas and oil. That 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 was the end of Venezuela. They also have plenty of oil and natural resources that they could exploit. And they're just not because government is not a good operator. That's right. And the government has, you know, look, the government, people always say, well, what is the government's role? I mean, look, the government decides how many oil and gas permits on public lands and offshore water to give oil companies. Biden has done fewer, has leased less land and less offshore water than any president since World War II. And there is a, he is waging a war on the oil and gas industry, and oil and gas are the fuels of modern civilization. It's very disturbing. So I think we need to, you know, I think there will be a, a big change after the election because I think they're going to, I think the Democrats... Um, it's going to become clear that they've just become too extreme. I, I don't, I mean, wokeism, the radical wokeism that we're seeing is genuinely a threat to civilization. At the same time, the backlash against it, this, you know, the, the pushing of trans ideology on the kids, the climate extremism, the war on oil and gas, uh, you know, the, the, the politicization of mental illness. People are sick of it, and I think we want to come together as a country around some basic principles of civilization, which at the end of the day are cheap energy, law and order, and meritocracy. If you don't have those things, you don't have a civilization. Michael, thank you so much. Best to you. Keep safe. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Michael Schellenberger.
um, uh, who I just think is he was wasn't he on our first climate special at CNN? Gosh, was he? I don't even remember. I think he was. I think he was I because he, he was he was the Time Magazine environmentalist, you know, uh, you know, of the decade or the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they loved him at mm-hmm. the time. He wound up doing. I, I thought the first time I became aware of Michael was his work uh, working as an environmentalist, to saying, "But you know, hey, nuclear power is something we should probably consider right. here if we're serious about Correct. this." Correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And you know, if you don't if uh, if you don't look follow him on on Substack, he's got a great Substack where he writes about this stuff. Oh, all he's the really time. good, really really good, and really really in depth. You know, someone who actually bothered to take his weekend to go down there and talk to the people around and the neighbors' home to know what was going on. We have, you know, newspapers with multi-million dollar budgets that pay reporters who just went through his Facebook and looked for things on the right and are just reporting those where Michael, but, who wait, I don't down, even know if they did that because it was or, taken, it was taken off. So they just reported what, whatever secondhand. was given to them. Exactly. There's so much, uh, the laziness he hit on earlier is so key in reporting right now because you know, Twitter is good for a lot of things, but one of the things it's bad for is it just gives reporters a database that they can just search and look for tweets about the topic that they're talking about. This is why you always say you hear these stories and then they're constantly peppered with stuff like one Twitter user said, what's that? Who, who the hell cares what one Twitter <laughs> user said? I know. Why would that be at all relevant to anyone's understanding of a story? Right. Right. But it's the nice, easy, lazy way to do journalism. Unlike what Michael had to do is actually walk through a neighborhood, talk to people, knock on doors, try to understand the big picture rather than just the one that they want to to push forward. So I, kudos to him and his Substack is well worth your time. Uh, we have somebody else who worked all weekend on a couple of stories, uh, and one of them is what happened in Nancy Pelosi's house. We're going to talk to him coming up at the top of the hour. Stand by. You know. <laughs> every, why are you laughing? No, I just these are. It's Halloween. I forgot. These are again frightening. Every, every time you start one of these, I I forget that it's Halloween, and then it, but it reminds me of the scary music. Every night when you lay down and close your eyes, it's anyone's guess what's going to try to get you in your sleep. Could be some creature of the dark with claws as sharp as meat hooks that will crawl inside your dreams and haunt them. Maybe in the hallways of your mind, they will be stalked by an axe-wielding maniac. Worst of all, maybe you'll find yourself standing in front of everyone you know, only in your underpants. Sounds to me like you kind of need a good night's sleep, you know, and uh, yours and my pillow. Mike Lindell. I know they try to paint him as a scary guy, but he's really not. And he's got a special on his Giza Dream Sheets that you don't want to miss. They're 60% off. And that means they're as low as $39.99 with the promo code BACK. Just like everything else MyPillow makes, these sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. A guarantee that you're not going to need, quite honestly, at MyPillow. Click on the radio listener special square and check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets along with other limited-time offers. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but enter the promo code Beck or call 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials. Stay informed. 
Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. There is something that we haven't talked about with the elections that are very, very positive. Uh, Daniel Horowitz points it out. He's got a story on theblaze.com right now. Uh, the coming state legislative tsunami. Will Republicans capitalize on it? And what he talks about is that there is um, they're almost guaranteed to have 30 governorships, the GOP. Chance of collecting 35 to 37 if it's a tsunami. Okay. By winning the governorships in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Kansas, they automatically earn four more trifectas where they have, you know, total control uh, of the government, which is fantastic. Really, truly fantastic. Uh, because that's what's going to be able to shut down the federal government is if the states start banning together. And we have told you for the last couple of years, the only way to really stop this is locally. If everybody goes out and votes, you could have that done. That would give them 31 states where they can get legislation enacted into law without Democratic obstacles. 31 states. Mm. Federalism. Yeah. Working. I, have you ever wondered why federalism is called federalism when it actually means localism? Or, I mean, why? That's a good point. Really a, federalism. No, that's not the right word for it. I mean, technically it is. It is, but, but yes, um, it kind of does have a little bit of a weird back and forth there. But yeah, I, I, it's it's a big deal. I think one, one of the things I've been thinking about about lately when it comes to these elections is it's important for people to realize it's the first time you've been able to hold your governor responsible for what happened it is in during covid yep and that means on the good side and the bad side like i think ron DeSantis is, is reaping the benefits of that right he's going to probably win this race by high single digits low double digits which is an amazing win in in a, in a, in a yeah didn't he win state. by like 0. 0.3 0. 0.3 or 0.4 yeah last time so this would be a big deal and the same i think should happen in you know states like michigan i think you're seeing signs of a potential upset there which would be uh, jaw-dropping to where we saw Gretchen Whitmer not that long ago as one of the rising stars of the Democratic Party. Uh, Andrew Cuomo was the most popular governor in America at one yeah. point, and now he's long gone as well. So I think we do complain often about Republicans in Washington, correctly so. Uh, but we should also step back and think about the considerably better job governors in each state did during all of this most of them did a pretty good job uh, trying to walk the lines they, we weren't always happy with you know no. with our state's governor and even at the in beginning like you Texas, understood i forgive them all for at the very beginning there's some grace i think to be yeah. allowed in the early moments but uh, generally speaking i think i mean you know look i i went out to dinner inside indoor di dining on may 1st 2020 I've said that to friends who live in blue states and they, their jaw drops to the ground. Yeah. You were indoor dining on May 1st, 2020? Yes. Some people. Yes, I was. Still won't go out. Yeah. I mean, it's become a psychosis. Yeah, it really has. Um, all right. We'll have more on the election and a couple of very important stories when we come back. The Glenn Beck Program. 
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have quite an hour lined up for you. Um, we're going to start with Nancy Pelosi and the Hammer Dude. Uh, we're going to also talk a little bit about Kanye West, Elon Musk, and the death of journalism in 60 seconds. Wait a minute, what? Wait, what? What is that jangling of chains? Shh, quiet, you probably can't hear it because it's, it's not close enough to the microphone, maybe. <laughs> Did you forget the sound effect for your Halloween quiet, commercial? Quiet, quiet, <laughs> don't you hear that? Coming up the stairs, could it be? <gasps> yes, it is. I am the ghost of Joe Biden, present and future what 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 are you doing here i like ice cream <laughs> corn pop was a bad dude and our economy is strong as hell wow wow if i were to get my hands on some gold the dollar wouldn't be worth a plug nickel as we used to say when i was a kid no joke no joke Wow. (laughs) Visited from a spooky ghost here on Halloween. Wow. Even a stop clock is right twice a day, I guess. So is the ghost of Joe Biden. Time to get some gold. Uh, I'm excited to announce that the uh, next commemorative in the Stand With God series is launching today. This one is fantastic. This not only has the Moses parting the Red Sea, which is Ben Franklin's, this is right from him, this is his drawing of it, Ben Franklin's uh, seal of the United States that he wanted instead of the eagle on the back. What he wanted was Moses parting the Red Seas. It's an incredible seal. Um, That's on the back of it. The Mayflower is on the front. This is the second in the series, which I'm designing exclusively for Goldline clients, to celebrate the launch of the new product and help support their clients, Goldline is including, at no cost, five silver rounds and five copper rounds with every tube of the new quarter-ounce uh, gold Mayflower commemoratives. These things are really beautiful. Call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Take advantage of this special today. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. All right. John Ziegler is with us. He's got a new podcast out, which is fantastic. I listened to it this weekend. The Death of Journalism. He is the co-host there. And we have several things we want to talk to him about that uh, that uh, come about with the death of journalism. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you sound like you're in the mood. Um, <laughs> well, I got two young kids. It's a big holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so, so John, let's start in um, San Francisco with Paul Pelosi. What is your take on this? You know, being a guy who, when given a bone, never, ever releases it. <laughs> what, what is really happening here? Well, um, I have a pretty unique take on this one. Um, I, I think everybody's wrong. 
Um, the, the, as your guest in the last hour uh, said, uh, there's no question that the initial left-wing narrative that this was some sort of a MAGA attack is utterly ridiculous. Uh, I do not believe in that at all. Um, I am very suspicious of the where's Nancy comment, and that could have been either not said or, or been said in a very, very different context. Hmm. Um, I think that um, there's a lot of unanswered questions here. I totally get the skepticism, and the skepticism, Glenn, <laughs> on the right on this story is off the charts. I've been spending most of the last three days on social media interacting with people about this, and there is absolutely no trust at all in the official version of events, and I understand. I mean, there's no question there should, the 911 call should be released, the, the body cam footage, security footage. I, I, I understand why people are asking questions about this official narrative, because the official narrative is utterly hilarious. Right, but, you, but, but you do have to... Uh, you do have to uh, recognize at some point the media has to that they're the ones causing uh, the conspiracy it, theories by exactly. not just laying the evidence out. I, Glenn, th- what you just said there is the most important point of any and all of this. It's way bigger than what really did or did not happen with Paul Pelosi, and it's a large part of our podcast, The Death of Journalism. And for instance, you know, the election conspiracies, I blame the news media for a large part of that because of the way they treated, you know, and you know how I feel about Donald Trump. They treated Trump horrendously for four years. Right. So it's not a shock that his supporters don't trust you when you tell them that the election was <laughs> right. fair. Right. <laughs> that's, so that's the media his fault, not entirely, but in large part. But let's let me go back to Pelosi for a second. So, with prefacing my my answer to your very good question, with I totally get the skepticism, and I totally get, I really get the deep, deep desire people on the right for the left to eat it on this because of their their rush to judgment that this was a MAGA guy. But what? Elon Musk did uh, with the tweeting of the the gay sex gone wrong theory and Dinesh D'Souza and some other very prominent right wingers jumping all over that, I think was a huge mistake uh, because I don't think that theory makes any sense either. Sometimes really strange things happen. Right. Some sometimes Jeffrey Epstein really kills himself in prison and somehow <laughs> is able to do that. Some sometimes O. J. Simpson kills his wife and a friend who just happens to be coming by at that moment. I mean, that, that's the way life is often very weird. Now, I'm not saying again we shouldn't be asking questions. We should, especially this close to an election. But um, the the gay sex gone wrong theory, I have huge problems with. And I think that in a, in a way here, conservatives should have focused on debunking the MAGA myth and making this a crime issue and basically turned, uh, you know, to use a sports analogy, a field goal into potentially a going for it on fourth down and throwing a pick six. I, I, I just I don't I don't like that conservatives are doing what liberals are doing, which is rushing to judgment without all the facts. Right, right. And, and that's, I think, very that's troublesome. This is a problem on both sides, but the left clearly started this. So let's, uh, so, so let's go through a couple of things that don't make sense to you that you think need to be explained. Well, I think a large part of what's happening on the right is that the fog of war is being interpreted in a way that they want to see the story go. And, and Glenn, you know, I've become very well known for debunking these types of stories. Right. And I have a rule. I have a rule that if I want an outcome to be the case, 
I am requiring two or three times as much evidence yeah, me too. to push me in that direction, I right? Know. Yep. Uh, you, you have to do it that way because you have to adjust for your own biases. And instead, conservatives are, or people on the right on this story are going in the other direction. They're taking fragments of stuff that happened in the middle of the night in an initial report. And let's be clear. Let's blame the media again. The news media is not just terrible because they're biased. They're terrible when it comes to getting details right. All right, they're just awful. And so, uh, so there are elements of the original reporting that are still being used. Like, for instance, that there was a third person that opened the door. That that uh, the the you know the that uh, Pelosi referred to the suspect as a friend. Well, those uh, that the suspect may have been totally uh, either naked or in his underwear. All those things are now in dispute. And they're important parts of this well, counter narrative. Hang on just a second. I, the the one that says he was a friend is, I don't believe, in dispute. I think that's actually on the tape. And I I, I think it actually works to say that the story is uh, as uh, as you believe it is and as I believe it is. This nut job comes in the house. I think Paul Pelosi was uh, speaking somewhat in code. Um, because he said, uh, yes, he's waiting for my wife. Uh, he's going to wait for my wife and, and he's a friend. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I think like he was, I think he was playing that to the police because, uh, they were just going to do regular dispatch, but the lady felt the the woman who was at dispatch, uh, felt something, uh, was really wrong and hit the, I don't know what you call the red alert, but had right. everybody race to the place because she knew he didn't sound right. That's a good, that's really good analysis there, uh, Glenn. And, um, and, and so what, you know, and you're using the kind of thought process I use. I go through, okay, what's the official story? And is there a plausible explanation for everything Correct. that we have been told? And that is a very plausible explanation because we know this guy was nuts. Okay. Right. We know that. So how, so, but, but can you be nuts and, uh, take a website that's been there for 15 years and dormant uh, and all of a sudden hop on a few days before and post stuff that looks like you've been posting for a year or so. Right. And it's all crazy stuff. Well, that that's a very good question. These are, and I, I totally agree that that, should be investigated fully and that there should be high suspicion towards anything that points towards the the MAGA attack theory on this because that is, is a situation that very much like I already excoriated the right for that the left desperately wants to be true. Right. That's always, it's always one of the key points in evaluating any of these stories. How much does the media want it to be true? And they desperately, 10 days before an election, want the MAGA attack story to be true. Uh, so I, I guess I'm saying a pox on both on all sides here. But I, you know, the I, I wish. Why can't we just wait? Why can't we just wait for the facts now and <laughs> and, and 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 demand that the footage be released, the 911 call be released? I mean, this is a clearly a very politically charged story just before a major election involving you know the husband of of, of Nancy Pelosi. Look, I get. That for conservatives, it's very, very difficult to believe that a straight man could be married to Nancy Pelosi for all these <laughs> okay. years. I get, I, 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 right. I get it. I get it. But, but, I, but I happen to know people who have known Paul Pelosi since his days at Georgetown. I went to Georgetown. My father went there. There's no rumors about him being gay, okay? There's also, you know what else there isn't, Glenn? 
in the in the last three days since the story broke, there's nobody coming forward to say they've had gay sex with a suspect, <laughs> which you would expect would be the case, right? In the, right. With all the media yes. coverage this has has, yes. has, has in, in, in created, in created. Unless so, Hillary Clinton <laughs> had them all killed. <laughs> <laughs> John, I, 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 I forgot about that. Yeah, right. John, I haven't seen as much because I, I, I have seen a couple posts about the the this theory you're, you're mentioning. You know, I, I haven't seen as much coverage on that, so I, I don't know much about that part of it. But I, I do think that part of the reason why we don't get the facts on this one right away is the election's eight days away. This can't, we can't know the whole story here, which appears to be just a lunatic doing something crazy. Uh, we can't have that whole story because they need to use it for eight days. After eight days, we'll have the same thing that we're getting now with, like, let's say COVID, right? Where we're getting, oh, well, maybe those lockdowns of the schools weren't such a good idea. We'll get those after the fact. Right. We, we, they cannot give us anything other than this was January 6th related, at least for the next eight days. I agree with that totally, um, and it's frustrating as hell, and I we should fight back against that with everything we have. That's I've already mentioned the Elon Musk thing, and see that to me is what put that the gay sex gone wrong theory into the stratosphere, and and may have caused great damage because obviously Musk is under a microscope right now, right. and he is being destroyed for having uh, shared a, a a link that I never would have even dreamed of uh, sharing, um, and uh, and and here he is, you know, obviously of great prominence and being looked at with great scrutiny, and I think he lost a lot of sway that he may have had previously with people that are in the middle, and now the media is making him into an enemy all over a story that not only was incredible, I don't, you know, is, is not true, and I'll be shocked if it turns out that this is anything close to what that theory entailed, and like I said, there were other prominent uh, right-wing commentators who jumped all over. But, Stu, your point is really well taken. The time continuum with the media is a real issue because we're now living in an age where you've got to get the story out immediately. Social media reacts. We've come up with our own narratives that fit our own priors, and that's the story, and we're sticking to it. The truth doesn't matter, and then by the time it does come out, no one cares anymore. Yeah, exactly and, right. And, okay, hang on just a second. We have uh, John Ziegler on. He has a new podcast, which is really, really fantastic. It is called The Death of Journalism. You can get it wherever you're, uh, you find your podcast. We'll talk to him about that. And also Kanye West, a little more on Elon Musk as well. Uh, oh, my gosh, it's Halloween. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. You ran. Yeah, you ran just as fast as you could to get away from that ghost of Joe Biden. I mean, he was bad enough when you thought he was alive, but now that you realize he's just a ghost for president and future. And he's in your house? You hopped into your car. You turned the key. Nothing. And the car won't start. Can I crank it for you? You look at the dash and see the check engine light is on. Oh, that's right. You've been meaning to get it fixed ever since it came out a month or so ago. But you haven't wanted to spend the money. Now, when you need it most, the car won't even turn on. Didn't you learn anything from last year's holiday commercial? Oh, my gosh. Here comes the ghost of Joe Biden to drag you back into the house. And you know what's going to happen. You know it. He's going to smell your hair. 
and he'll wait till your kids come home, and then he'll smell he'll smell their hair, and then he'll say, Whatever you do, no dating until you're 30. Oh, the affordable nationwide plans from CarShield could have saved you from this awful, awful fate. You could be driving a rental right now and getting away from the horror. CarShield, they'll have your back no matter what time of year it is. Get coverage like I have, carshield.com slash back or call 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan. It's carshield.com slash back. 800-391-8888. 10 seconds, station ID. Your smells delicious. All right, we're back with uh, John Ziegler. John, can we spend a couple of minutes here on um, James Gordon Meek? He's sure. he's the guy who was an ABC journalist working on a book about the disaster in uh, Afghanistan, was picked up by somebody in black vans in front of his house back in April. There's witnesses to it. He was thrown into the van, uh, and then he hasn't been seen since. And I was in a meeting yesterday and we're in my guys were like, we're not getting anywhere on this. And I'm like, oh, I know somebody. I know somebody <laughs> who won't sleep until he figures this one out. Um, you've done an, an initial look into this James Gordon Meek disappearance. And what have you found? Well, you know, the, the reporting on this I find to be very interesting uh, because there there have been two major stories, one by Rolling Stone, one by the Daily Beast, which kind of contradict each other Yes, and, and uh, in critical ways. And, uh, again, it's hard to determine, all right, uh, what's incompetence by the news media, which I'm always first, that's always where I go first uh, in the modern news media, is incompetence. And I, I frankly think that the Rolling Stone story may have been, greatly incompetent. Mm. Um, you know, it's a shame, though, Glenn, that we don't have a news outlet that would be uh, have a special entree into this story. I don't know, like ABC, ABC News? Yeah. <laughs> like, where the, guy, where the guy worked for years and was very, very prominent, and, you know, and, and apparently they're scrubbing from news stories that he was the producer for David Muir, uh, you know, because we're going to pretend that this guy never existed before. Um, look, this is one of those this is one of those classic stories that exposes a lot of what we talked about in the, in the previous segment, that the lack of trust in all institutions, the media, the FBI, uh, you know, all elements of our government is so low, so catastrophically low, that all bets are off now, and that all questions are, are relevant, and even sometimes things that end up being conspiracy theories come from very rational people, because that's the world we're now living in, that we, that we, have no, we no longer have any reason to trust what we are being told, and that's the really scary part. As far as what really happened here, you know, the, the, the theory that this didn't have anything to do with his ABC work, I think makes some sense because there's no evidence that he went to ABC and said, hey, protect me here, because that would make some sense, right? If, you, if, you're, if you're working at ABC and, you know, you're being accused of having, like, classified information related to your work, the first thing you're going to do to protect yourself is go to the giant ABC, use their lawyers, right. or what have you. That, that did not happen here. So 
I wish we had more information. This is a story that I think we absolutely should keep an eye on, but I don't currently have an answer to the to the answer yeah. to the question what really happened. There's too many things here that just are just uh, just wrong on it. It needs it needs some answers. And it might be non-nefarious. It might be the guy just uh, you know, just freaked out and living but there is it's it's just too weird. Um, John, uh, before you go, I want to tell you, I, I listened to your uh, your podcast. Your who's your co-host? What's her name? Liz Habib. She's a, a former news anchor and sports anchor here in Los Angeles and a professor of, of journalism at wow. Syracuse University. She if she told the story about, um, you know, losing was it her parents? Her mom, her father. yeah, her, her mother, mother on COVID. with COVID, and it, it it was so powerful, and that's where you're beginning. The death of journalism is on uh, COVID, and what journalists did and didn't do. Powerful stuff, John. It's right up your alley. Really great podcast. Thanks so much, Glenn. I hope people check out the death of journalism. Appreciate your time. You got it, John Ziegler. The death of journalism. Wherever you get your podcasts. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Well, you dealt with the ghost of Joe Biden, present and future, in your home for about as long as you could take it. Yeah, it felt like four or five hours, might have been ten minutes, but you don't know at this point anymore. Fortunately, what he didn't know is that you made the ten-minute call to American Financing days ago. You had gotten a free financial review. Staff professional salary base didn't comment too much on the old man's voice ranting in the background. Hey, let touch my leg hair in the pool. Yeah, it's weird. Good paying union jobs. Ten minutes on the phone. Conversation was over. And what do you know? They called back to let you know that you could pretty easily use the equity in your home to make improvements around the place. Well, you could think one improvement that would be pretty nice. So you took your phone and called up the best presidential exorcist you could find. Even arrived in a limo. Gonna be huge, huge best exorcism you've ever seen in your life. Many people are saying so. Yes, Father McTrump showed up. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Hello and welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, we'd like some answers from Facebook. How did the LA Times get uh, the list of everybody that he was following on Facebook? How did they get it? The and, Pelosi attacker? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, we don't have it because my name apparently is mentioned on that. Um, as is Daily Wire, as is Mike Lindell. Jordan Peterson, yeah, as well, was in some of these posts, supposedly. So we'd like, well, he was following us. I don't know if he was following, I don't know who he was following. This is what we want to know. And it, was it really, it was only right-wing websites? I just want to quickly, really? quickly point out that the it's the Glenn Beck program, nine million times, I don't even mention, in the election coverage. And then when it comes to who, who a, a guy who's trying to kill somebody is following, then it's us. At that point... 
This show becomes us. Oh, the killer was following us. Me and Glenn together. Us. It's the Glenn Beck program with Stu now. All of a sudden that happens. None of the other times. But when it's a killer, you know what? He was following you, Glenn Beck. He, I think this man adored you. Who knows how he was inspired to do these things? Probably directly from you. Where are the, the, the private messages? We don't know. We haven't seen them yet. Very nervous about this. May I uh, just say for the record, <laughs> your honor, this is what my attorney was talking about. His irrational uh, fear and anger over this story. Wow. Uh, uh, wow. Well, it's an executive producer for you. That's how, <laughs> that's it, how is, it works. It is interesting, though, because they do this all the time. And I can understand when they do it if there's a manifesto posted or something that they think is going to inspire someone in the moments after, you know, like their, their copycat requests, right? Mm-hmm. Someone to, hey, do this mass killing that I just did type of stuff. You want to pull that stuff down. There's no reason for a, for a story like for for something like this to happen though. They're pulling down this page and we so the media narrative is he was following all these right-wing accounts, he was posting all these political memes on the right so that they can tell everybody that's the reason why this occurred and then not let anyone on the right, his own accuser, right? Someone mm-hmm. who was being accused essentially is unable to even fact check it. You're not even able to go on and say, "Well, wait a minute, you why didn't you say that he was also following xyz left-wing figure right like you can't they they don't want you to be able to pick this story about uh, apart and so they get to just keep it behind this wall and someone at facebook i assume is telling them this stuff unless they just happen to be on the guy's page right as it occurred and 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 nailed all this which is possible but if so provide us the evidence of everybody who was on this page not just the people that you don't like like glenn who you shouldn't like for other various reasons because you're on our see see uh <laughs> right I mean, uh, let me let should this be kept up shouldn't you, this just be available for people to look at themselves yeah i don't i mean if they have a bunch of hate stuff you don't you could just delete some of the messages as long as you could make it public to the people they were talking about you know yeah, what i mean like, sh- shouldn't but, it go to conservative media organizations at the least to yeah, be able to analyze along with the la times yeah 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 um, let me tell you that tomorrow we are beginning to live stream the first hour of this podcast and radio program to my YouTube channel. So if you've never if you've never seen The Blaze, you've never seen this program, it's Halloween. I'm just warning you now. <laughs> those are all those are fat suits uh, we're wearing. When yeah, you watch those it. are fat suits. We just yes. kept them on the day after Halloween. Too. I've kept myself <laughs> in tip top shape. Uh, anyway, the YouTube channel, you just look for Glenn Beck, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Hit the subscribe bell and hit the bell to make sure you get notification when we go live, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we hide the stream after 10 a.m., but Blaze TV subscribers can watch all three hours and get it on demand later if they miss the live stream. Um, but uh, that's not the way YouTube is uh, working with us. And uh, I have uh, guests that we're going to last maybe... Wednesday, uh, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, all right. Okay. Let me ask you a question. And I, oh my gosh, I can't ask him a question. I'm, if I ask him this, I know what he's going to say. He's going to go out of his mind crazy. Okay. Let me just preface it with this. Stu. Yes. Your honor. I'm trying to work with this madman. Um, it'll all be used as evidence mm-hmm. against you. I know. 
Um, Kanye West. Let's just say <laughs> he's nuts. Okay, let's just let's say, say it. it. Yes, let's we should it. be yeah. saying it. He's nuts. Mm-hmm. He's nuts. I think the guy has severe uh, uh, bipolar. Yeah. Uh, again, saying someone's nuts or insane doesn't make a, him a is, bad guy. It's a now, mean maybe thing to say. Pelosi's guy is nuts. Right. Nuts. But I think in similar ways, it seems like, uh, you know, <laughs> similar ways as, as Kanye West. Right. It seems like there was an anti-Semitism string running through both of these. people. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's like to say that they're crazy gives this uh, uh, this impression that like, OK, well, they can't tell what's going on in the world. Like I, I'm, I'm summarizing what I think to be I see as severe mental illness, severe. And I think this has occurred. This has been a situation with Kanye West going back a very long time, long before the red hat ever appeared on his head. In fact, most people on the right all agreed that he was insane for many, many, many years until he put the red hat on and then all of a sudden he was this important cultural icon. To me, he never was. He wasn't He wasn't a genius back when he was making his music when he was saying George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. He wasn't a genius then. He's not a genius when he put the red hat on. He's not a genius when he's saying the crap that he's saying today. I think the, the truth is we should sit back and say this person has been crazy for a long time because seemingly... He has a severe mental illness that is not being treated. Now, he has pointed out that he was diagnosed having a a severe mental illness, but you can't really count it because the doctor was a Jew. So I don't know <laughs> if that he did is not a point. Say he, did he, he said it. He, I'm paraphrasing a bit. Oh my but God. he came out and he says, I got, well, look, it was... Uh, you know, I went to a doctor and they did say that. I, but, you know, that doctor, and I can't say what group of people that doctor belonged to. I, we should play the clip because he tries to not say it and then just says it anyway. <laughs> he was, it was a Jewish doctor. Uh, that, but again, like, look, there seems to be, though, beyond the severe mental illness that is at play, I think, with Kanye, a, a serious thread of anti-Semitism running through at least Black celebrities, like, I mean, Ky- Kyrie Irving has had another incident uh, with severe anti-Semitism that he was criticized by his own team owner. Of course, as you know, he's a he's a guard for the, uh, the Brooklyn, hmm? Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Okay. And uh, I mean, we mentioned the, the <laughs> Nick Cannon thing, who's not not a right wing person at all, but came out with. Basically the same sort of theories about how Jews control the world and all of these other things that uh, that have been associated now with Kanye and, and Kyrie Irving. And, and so we've seen this a lot in at least the, the I don't know if this runs throughout uh, a larger section of the African-American community, but African-American celebrities in particular seem to have... Uh, higher than normal percentage of people who believe these things, and, and that's something that perhaps we should note. Your Honor, I <laughs> rest my case. <laughs> I just, I'm he just has just saying, gone after black people. No, I Calling did not. them racist. I did not. I want you to know that's not my point of view. <sighs> you see where it's coming from, Your Honor? Now, I would like to say, mm-hmm. I would like to say this about Kanye West. Okay. Okay. Now, do you have it all out of your system? I mean, I could keep going. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Did you see, you know, he's lost his bank accounts. He's lost uh, his uh, Adidas account. He mm-hmm. lost his bank account before he started saying crazy things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, 
Yeah, I would, really, I would really crazy thing. He's always said crazy things, but really, really crazy things. Um, and there have been people that have said crazy things before. Uh, who was it you just mentioned? Uh, Nick Cannon, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, right. Yeah. They didn't lose their banking ability. Not they didn't lose of, yeah. their credit card ability. I mean, Nick Cannon has two network shows that are currently airing. Correct. So we know this isn't a real problem. They he's losing his insurance now. Any of this sound familiar? He's now losing his insurance. He's losing the ability to do any business with anyone. This weekend, the goodwill said they won't take any of his oh, shoes as donations. You're kidding me? Really? No. As we strive to maintain the most up-to-date product information on elevated brands available to sell, we are sensitive to current events and take action when designers and brands do not allow with our do not align with our mission and rise values. We currently are removing the sale of Adidas Yeezy brand product from all <laughs> channels, retail stores, boutiques, e-commerce, and all outlets, as well as from our elevated brands tool. Effective immediately they will be removed and placed in trash bags so we're going to throw out no no, no no they said they're putting them in trash bags i i'll bet you they are holding them putting them in a warehouse and when it all blows over they'll sell them anyway but mm. uh can i just ask you when was the last time the good will <laughs> said i you know what we just can't take stuff from him I don't think I've ever heard of that before. I've never heard of that. Never. Now, who are you hurting? Are you hurting Kanye? Or are you hurting the people that need shoes? I don't really care whose shoes they were. If I need shoes, I want some shoes. This is ESG. And this is not a message to you. Have you noticed the number of celebrities and people uh, like Kanye that are coming out and saying not that they're conservative, but that they disagree with what's being shoved down everybody's throat? This is a message to all celebrities. If you step out of line, we will destroy you and your brand. There's no place to hide. This is why your state has got to ban all ESG uh, and ESG scores from the banking, financial, and insurance industry. <laughs> what? Oh, it's just, I, I always forget it's Halloween until I hear the scary music at the beginning of these commercials. It's not Halloween. I'm about to tell you a real story. Oh, really? Yeah, standing right there in front of you, standing between you and safety. The Hellhound. Yeah. Mm. You'll see him? No. He's growling his massive teeth. I mean, work with me a little bit. Every muscle in his body is tensed, ready to jump, ready for the kill. The hackles on his back of his neck stand up as he inches closer and closer. Looks like this is the end of the line for you, because your back is against the wall. There's no escape, Stu. You're about to be dog chow. Yeah. He really hates people who said bad things about Kanye West. <laughs> Wait a minute, what, what are you taking out of your back pocket? No, 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 not a, no, not a bag of rough greens. 
And it's not a dog food, I'd remind you, Stu. It's a supplement that has everything a dog needs. Be happy and healthy. What, what, why are you feeding it to the... Why are you tossing the whole bag to him? Why am I giving the, this dog that wants to kill me more nutrients? I don't know. I don't write these okay. things. I, don't, I just... Is the ending supposed to make sense? No, no it's just the folks at Rough Green. <laughs> folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal just for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Uh, they'll give you uh, a first bag free. It's a trial bag. You just see if your dog loves it as much as Uno does. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Wow. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you joined us. We are a week away from uh, election. Yeah, tomorrow. one week from tomorrow. Yeah. It's a big deal. Uh, things looking pretty good? Well, no, not if you read the New York Times. They did release a poll. Yeah. Oddly, with registered voters. I mean, look, registered voter polls have some value about six months out from the election. Yeah, or even longer. You know, they always like yeah. uh, registered voters. You go when you get to poll now. Your likely voters, because right. that's what matters. Now, if you're a polling organization that's incapable of doing likely voter screens, maybe there's a reason that you're only going to get registered voters. But likely voter screens are something very common for the New York Times and Siena. They're both known as very high quality pollsters. Mm -hmm. Why they would release a poll with registered voters, I have no idea. But it oh, does show bad no. news for conservatives true? in every way. Is that true? You have no idea why? <laughs> no, I have an idea. <laughs> I, I, what's a justifiable right, idea? Okay. I can't come yeah. up with one of those. Yeah. Pennsylvania has John Fetterman up five. Mark Kelly uh, in Arizona up six. Mm. Uh, Ty in Nevada between Laxalt and Cortez Mato, Masto. And then uh, Raphael Warnock up three. So bad news. And I would say all of those are worse than almost yeah. every other poll is showing right what now. What a surprise. Coming from the New York Times of registered voters now remember mm. the new york times came out with a poll with the same pollster last week where they were saying all of this news that looked really bad for democrats right you know so i it's not like they're it constantly might be just, a partisan it, pollster it might actually be the same poll they just so yeah. they just looked at a different or they're releasing they a lot of times the pollsters this is a trick that pollsters do yeah. nowadays to pay for them because they're getting so expensive is a really they'll come up with 40 questions in a poll and they'll release five at a time, so they get eight news cycles out of it. You right, know what I mean? Right. It could be that same thing. Uh, it also could be that, uh, you know, this is a correct poll when it comes to registered voters and not likely voters. I mean, I, I don't think it would be crazy at all for these results to look right around, right around rational if you were talking about registered voters. But this is the thing. Likely voters in these screens almost always be benefit Republicans. And at this point, why would you not be applying them? You can tell a lot. I mean, some people have already voted. Right? Certainly, you can you can make sure that you know those right. people are telling the truth. You know, at least those people definitely are going to vote, right? They've already voted. You, there's a lot of ways to be able to look at this and be able to tell who's going to actually have a vote that counts on Election Day. And to not apply that this close to the election is just bizarre. I don't know what the point of it is. You... you 
Stop saying that. Well, I mean, I don't know what a yeah. rational, justifiable <laughs> point of it is. There is no rational, justifiable. We are, you're, to your point, Glenn, in the Hunter Biden window. Yes. No news that will come out that is bad for Democrats is going to come out until after next Tuesday. Then you'll start hearing all sorts of stuff. But until then, forget about it. The Glenn Beck Program.